Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Good evening, Matt Steinmetz, John Dickinson with you for Warriors Wrap-Up. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And the Golden State Warriors get beat tonight, 108-103 by the Utah Jazz. A game in which the Jazz knocked down 16 three-pointers. And the Warriors struggled from the field, shooting only 40%. And unable to capitalize late in the ball game. And, J.D., I was thinking about some stuff we were going to talk about tonight. And the the one thing that, that's sticking out to me is... I'm remembering back to the game at Milwaukee that the Warriors won by 10 on December 7th. And it was the day that Clay gave the quote, we're ready to get on a roll. Like, I don't know what kind of roll we're going to get on, but it's going to be a good one or something like that. And then he was saying that because we knew they were getting Draymond back the next game. But the reality is the, the Warriors have not gotten on a roll. They they beat Minnesota by eight. They got blown out by Toronto at home. They, they were fortunate to win against Sacramento. They were down 10 there with three minutes to go. They salvaged something late there. Memphis was in Memphis without Conley at home. And then they go to Utah and they get beat. So this is a team that by and large is healthy and they're not play into their potential, at least not right now. Yeah, and I I wonder how much of it, though, is being at full health, at least consistently, because I know we were talking about the fact that they were getting the four All-Stars back, and that in and of itself should be enough for this team, you would think, to get on a run. But as they got the four All-Stars back, they lost Andre Iguodala, and then they lost Sean Livingston, and then they were forced to kind of play without a full rotation. So yes, while there's more than enough talent on a night in night out basis for this team to get it done, you wonder how much, at least I have these last handful of games, five games or so the in and out of the lineup and you have guys and then you don't, and then you get a guy back and then you take another couple of guys away. How much maybe that's been, uh, you know, impacting things here. As far as tonight's game goes, it really does boil down to the Warriors played well enough to win the game if they knock down a few more three-pointers, or maybe if the Jazz hit closer to what their average has been for this season. Yeah, 888-957-9570 is the number. The Warriors lose tonight to the Utah Jazz, 108-103. And a couple things uh, to me that that stood out. Uh, Obviously, Donovan Mitchell played one of the worst games I've seen anybody play in the NBA this year. He was 5 for 26, and he had six turnovers. And I'm looking at Clay Thompson, who only had 12 points, but he's giving you a little something on the defensive end. But the, the number that sticks out, J.D., is 18, and that's the number of assists the Warriors had, and that's a number we're not used to seeing. They like to hit 30. Uh, 25 is pretty darn good. 18's not acceptable for them. Well, and you just flip that with Utah, who did have 30 yeah. tonight, and they were moving the basketball, and it was leading to a lot of open looks. I just, I just look at Clay Thompson, 0 for 4 from three. I mean, his struggles continue. Yeah. Three for 12 uh, overall. Stephen Curry, he, you know, in the second quarter was outstanding, but other than that, it wasn't really the best night 
for Stephen Curry, except for that hot streak there in the second quarter. And, and Kevin Durant was mostly getting to the free throw line uh, to help his line hold up. He wasn't hitting three pointers either. So I'm just kind of looking at it, and I'm and looking at different you know categories tonight. And it just you know for whatever reason the Warriors just they get out of sorts in that building, and they yeah. don't seem to make shots. And for whatever reason, the Jazz have made shots against the Warriors in two games in that building. And it had a similar feel, I thought, to the game back uh, yeah. there early in the season where you thought, boy, the, the Warriors can steal this thing in the final couple of minutes, but they just couldn't hit the shot to get them over the top to get a lead. I think if they had been able to do that, they might have been able to walk out of the building with a win. Yeah, I think tonight was the kind of night where they really needed another player. They needed another player to step up. They needed Jarebko to get 15 tonight, or they needed maybe Iguodala to have 12 or 13. Uh, none of those games were really, really forthcoming. And then now you look, well, they only had two guys who really scored. And uh, when when they and you look at the the Jazz, they had six guys in double figures. Jay Crowder. I mean, I do this every game. When the Warriors lose, if you look at the other team's box score, uh, Joe Ingles, he's pretty good. Uh, Derek Favors, he was okay. 12-9 and nine in 25 minutes, it's pretty good. Rudy Gobert. Really good on defense. He was great tonight, tonight on defense. Got to give it to him. He had, how many blocks did he, he have? He had four, four blocks, but... and I think he had another four that he just altered or guys were thinking he was coming. Yeah, Mitchell was terrible. I guess I didn't realize Rubio was 0 for 8 from the field. Didn't make a shot. But uh, Corver, Crowder, Exum, they all gave him something off the bench. And the Utah Jazz go on to win this one, 108-103. 888-957-957 is the, ze- is the number. And uh, a couple little, couple little nuggets uh, in this one. Uh, Steph, when Steph Curry scores at least 30, the Warriors are now 9-2. and two. They came in 9-1. and one. Curry was 5-for-9. Everybody else 5-for-22 uh, from three-point range. And the, the one thing... We look at these 18 assists, and I was looking up some of Steph Curry's numbers over the years, J.D., and this is his lowest rate of assists in his entire career. In other words, Curry's averaging five and a half assists per ball game, but he's never averaged fewer assists in the number of minutes he's playing. And I'm talking about even his rookie year, he, he assisted uh, at, a, at a higher rate than he does now. And I'm trying to think, I wonder, why do you think that is? I mean, on the one hand, he's playing with a much better team now, with better scorers. I don't know if it's necessarily on him, but I wonder if he's feeling the effects of the Warriors overall not passing the ball like they like they normally do. Yeah, I just think that just to the eye test so far this year, it seemed like... The shots have been there, and he's been such a confident shooter that he's just taken the shot, you know, and, and more aggressive even going to the basket, I think, and, and, and hitting floaters and even getting to the free throw line. So I think it's just more a, a byproduct of his offensive game in terms of scoring the basketball is is just been stronger, you know, in, in the early going of this season. So I, I haven't seen really anything to to figure out a reason for it. I think the Warriors... You know, he missed some time, but I, I think right. the Warriors just haven't had the offensive flow and the zip that 
we're used to seeing out of them. And, and some of that is guys being in and out of the lineup. Some of it may just be the way they're being defended. Some of it may be, you know, it's a long season and they're just not totally locked in. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I, it, it just hasn't felt like they've played Warriors basketball as consistently, even though they were winning games when they had well, everybody. Well, yeah, and I think they were. They started 10-1, and one, and Curry was fantastic. Clay still wasn't making shots back then. He really hasn't made shots all year long in terms of threes. Uh, but, you know, they were 10-1. and one. I thought they were off to a very good start, and Curry was off to a spectacular start. Then he got banged up, and I do think you're right. Iguodala's been in and out. Livingston's been in and out. Curry has missed a big stretch. Draymond Green's missed a big stretch. Maybe what the Warriors are waiting for is a is a stretch of games where they can keep people in the roles that they were designed for. Yeah, and I think you know maybe you know we're used to the Warriors getting everybody and going six and zero right. over a stretch like these last six games. Well, they're still four and two, and you know what? Maybe they have to play four and two and six and three. And and maybe eight and four right. for a stretch before they run off another five or six in a row, and then we look up at the end of a more extended stretch, and it's fourteen or fifteen and four, and they've really started to separate themselves. I think maybe the way they started the season spoiled us a little bit into thinking that once they got everybody back in terms of the four all stars, that it was just going to be all right. Snap your fingers, right. and it's going to look. Well, I thought it would kind of automatic. be like that. I did. I. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, I think I I kind of thought that. But that those are the expectations you have with this team because they've set them so high. Uh, interesting stat here: the Warriors held the Jazz under forty percent from the field, and it's just the fourth time under Steve Kerr that the Warriors have lost a game when the opponent shot under forty percent. They're now sixty-seven and four uh, in those games. Another stat that just goes to show you how prolific offensively this team is. And you look at the reason why, and the reason why is the Warriors shot exactly 40% for the game. 38 for 95 and 10 for 31 from three-point range. I know 10 had been kind of characterized as the magic number. You know, in some people's eyes, as far as the Warriors hitting, you know, making threes, when they make 10, they usually are automatic to win. To me, it's probably more like 12 or 13. Right. And I'm just, you just look at it, and if they hit 13, they win the game. They hit 12, maybe they even win the game uh, outright if you just add six points to that, to that total in a game that they lose by five. So I think there were shots there to be had that just for whatever reason in that building against that team – just don't fall as consistently, and it was enough for the Jazz to almost be let off the hook, I thought, a little bit, because Utah did some things and made some plays down the stretch of that game that allowed the Warriors to to almost steal it the way that they did back in October or even the way that they they stole the game in Sacramento uh, down big in the final three minutes. And the the thing I'm looking at is the Warriors with 95 field goal attempts, which was more than the... Utah Jazz, they don't lose a lot of games when they win the field goal attempts uh, competition. And the Warriors didn't turn the ball over either. Only 12 turnovers. That's another one. Usually, although they didn't have the assist numbers, as you pointed out earlier, that that you typically need. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was was a little bit of a – I don't think the Warriors played terrible, but I think Kerr put it it best. They just didn't play well enough – uh, to win at that kind of venue. All right, let's hear from the fans, and that's always brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. Uh, let's go to Charlie. What's going on, Charlie? How you doing, man? Hey, good evening, fellas. How you guys doing? Hey. Um, just 
Hey, uh, just a couple observations I, uh, with with Clay. Uh, I um, can't. I mean, his defense really shut down Donovan Mitchell. But this is now a season long struggle for him. And and I, I have a question. Do you think the contract, him being a free agent, is playing into his lack of or his struggles on offense? Um, that's my question. Yeah. Uh, one other point I want to make. Um, I don't. It's been, we're 30 games into the season, 32, one, two games into the season. I don't think they're going to go on one of these 18 of 20 win uh, runs. I, I think they're going to win five, six games, lose one or two, win four, lose two. I, I think they're a low 50s win team. I mean, it, it just it just seems this pattern that where they're just, I don't know if they're on cruise control or, even, Matt, you refer to them as being stale. Um, I just hopefully maybe they'll pick it up as they get closer to the playoffs, but I'm not seeing any kind of phenomenal run out of them this season. Um, anyway, that's my question. Do you think the contract is bothering Clay a little? Anyway, I'll, uh, Th- I'll listen to thanks, Th- thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. I mean, ordinarily, I'd say no, no, of course not. But I'm not saying that right now because you can't definitively say. Well, that's not. That's clearly not it. I mean, I don't I think, think it's it. I think he'd laugh and say, "No, not at all." Right. But at the same time, I mean, he know he knows he's getting paid the max that he can make, right? Yeah. Even if he has it, let's say he could. Let's say he finishes this year shooting thirty-five percent from the floor uh, from three-point range, which would be significantly lower than what he shot out there the last half dozen years i mean i don't think that's going to cost him money you wouldn't I'd, think. I'd, I'd be surprised because if it did now i mean if it did now all of a sudden maybe he does look somewhere else you know this was something i was throwing around the other day with somebody off the air and i think we were talking about it just before we came on the show are the Warriors going to have four All-Stars this year? Because I think you could make no. a case they're going to have two All-Stars this year, and it's going to be Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson unless he gets really hot in the next month and a half, right. or Draymond Green unless he starts putting up triple-doubles and, and top-flight defense. I mean, I think there's almost no way because Draymond's right. also missed some time, right? which I think is going to impact things. Yeah, I think I think that's right on the money. Speaking of impacting things, I think – I think the fact that Draymond Green can't make a three is really starting to hurt the Warriors, too. Uh, during the Warriors' times when they're most successful, Draymond will knock down a couple each each game. And he's 0 for 2 tonight. Yeah. If he makes, you know, he, he makes the first, and then you say, well, make him make another one, and usually he'll make another one at some point, and then that's good enough to get his confidence going. But he, he can't make one right now, and if and that means he's not really going to be guarded. Let's go I, to, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, it's just such a fine line with him, too, I know because it. I think at times he doesn't shoot as many because he's on the floor with the other three guys. And yeah. he feels like making a pass to Curry or Clay or Kevin Durant is just the better play to make, the smarter play to make. And he, you can't fault him for that. Francis in Healdsburg. How you doing, Francis? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. What do you think? All right. Um, I'd be doing a lot better if they could audition someone to take Jordan Bell's place. Maybe Derrickson. I don't know whether Derrickson's big enough, though. He's probably not. Yeah, I mean, J, uh, J.D. and I were talking during the game about 
do they need another player? Will they need another player? We both think, <clears throat> excuse me, we both think they probably do, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna look to find one until uh, the you know until January comes, where contracts have to be guaranteed by the second part of the season, or maybe they want to see Cousins yeah. and see what it looks like with Cousins before they think they're a player. It, short. to me, it's more about Cousins. I mean, you Thanks, know, Francis. You, you, Appreciate the call. You know. Francis, that it's going to be Cousins that's the big man. Right. So to me, it's almost, you know what that move is going to be. It's just a matter of what level can Cousins play. I still think they need a wing that they can trust to play 20 to 25 minutes a game if they need to, if Iguodala and or Livingston don't have it, if McKinney isn't playing very well or, or in a, in able to knock down shots. Now, I thought McKinney was all right tonight. I don't think he killed him. And the plus fifteen would say that you know in twelve minutes he definitely didn't. In fact, good things were happening when he when he was on the floor. But his inability to knock down a shot has come up more and more here in the last week. Yeah, it really has. I mean, he had a he had a shot that could have cut it to three with two twenty three uh, remaining. He didn't make it. Iguodala, in fairness, missed another big one after that. Uh, that could have really gotten the Warriors. I think that might have tied it. He would have given them the lead. Yeah, I actually. think you might be right. I think you might be right. Uh, you know, the one thing I was thinking, and tell me what you think of this, I, I thought Gobert was really good defensively against the Warriors. It, and to me, he was noticeably better defensively than he normally is. And I'm thinking, you know what? I think that has to do with the Warriors' spacing. Because when the Warriors really space the floor, it mitigates Gobert's presence on the interior because the floor is so spread. You see where he's at, and even if you're a penetrator, if you see where Gobert's at, you know you can shoot a little floater over him, or you can kick the ball out. But when things are are congested, he's more of a factor as a rim protector because there's he, he's able to just kind of hang around in there, and and you don't have to you don't get the opportunity to take him out of the middle. So I, I think there's something to the Warriors' spacing which allowed Gobert to be really good inside. Yeah, when it's off, it allows him to to really do what he does best. And when it's on, they almost have it perfect to where he really can't be much of a factor. Right, because, because a guard... And there were plays tonight where they got... They were able to make an extra pass, and, True. and they were able to get some, you know, he was out of position, completely right. out of the play, and they wound up getting some dunks. But, yeah, but in fairness, there were also plays where he was out of position. He, and he, he got back to it. Yeah, and there were there were plays where he made, he made multiple defensive plays in a single possession, either making a guy not shoot when he, ha- he thought he had something and then recovering. So, yeah, I thought Gobert defensively tonight was – he stuck out to me more than he really ever has defensively against the Warriors. They usually find a way to not have him be a big factor at that end of the floor. Uh, let's go to Chuck in Sacramento. What's up, Chuck? Chuck, how you doing, man? Good. How's it going, boys? Going well. Good, good. Hey, um, you guys stole my thunder a little bit with the comments about Clay. I think the TV post-game show was talking about it, too, but... You look at guys like you know Deer and Fox up here in Sacramento, and you got Lillard, McCollum, you know, Rosen. Yeah, Chuck, 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 call. Uh, you're, you're breaking up. I think what you're saying though is this isn't Clay's All Star year. It's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough too. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. The Golden State Warriors lose tonight to the Utah Jazz, one hundred eight, one hundred three. 
Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Simonson, John Dickinson joining you from the studios in downtown San Francisco. The Golden State Warriors get beat tonight, 108-103 by the Utah Jazz. And uh, I thought it was another pretty good ball game. I thought it was entertaining, and I thought it was competitive. And I like I like... I like the way Utah plays the Warriors, even though I think they're they are undermanned and and all things being equal, I think the Warriors this is a team they can handle, but you, you better be conscientious against them. Otherwise they'll they'll get you. Look, and Utah was a team that many believed early in the year could be a legitimate challenger to the Warriors in the Western Conference. Now I think the Jazz probably dug too big of a hole to really climb all the way back up into the, the, the top two or three, let's say, in the Western Conference. Could this be a team that the Warriors wind up playing, though, at some point in the postseason? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, although I think you have to look at a game like tonight and even the game that the Warriors won in Salt Lake City going back a couple of months ago, the early going of the season, that game number two, and the Warriors just have this ability, even if the Jazz are playing pretty well, and making shots to hang in the game and have a chance to win it late. And and, and I, I just think of that in the context of, hey, if these two teams played in a playoff series, it's Warriors in five. You think so? It's Warriors in five. Now, it might be a hard-fought five. The, the Warriors might have to work, you know, harder than they would to get to five uh, than maybe they would against another team. But I, I still think it would end up in a five-game series. All right, let's take a listen to Draymond Green. And Dray was asked if he's concerned about his three-point shot right now. This is the sound of the night, according to my producer. I'm not. I know it'll fall at some point. So it's probably a good thing because I mean, people are going to keep playing me like this. They don't know my f***ing fall and people are in trouble. So it's probably a good thing. I actually like it. People starting to guard me like they used to back in the day. <laughs> well, he's confident. He doesn't like it. He's confident. He is confident. What is the right balance for Draymond, though, in your mind? Because to me, again, I keep coming back to you can see at times where he has the ball, and before Kevin Durant was here, it was just the shot that you have to take. So he would take it, and he would take it enough to where I think he became good enough at it to knock down enough to keep you honest or to break your heart if you're the opponent. But now I just think as Kevin Durant has been here, the longer he's been here – it's become harder for Draymond to find the right time to shoot it versus keep the ball moving because you've got three elite scorers yeah. potentially on the floor. Well, and we've always had that that thing where when Luke Walton coached the team, Draymond was, was more liberal with his threes, and some would say that's as well as he shot it. You know, I, I do think it's a tough spot for Draymond because he can't shoot too many. That's detrimental. He's not as good a three-point shooter as three other guys out on that floor. By the same token, he's got to take some to keep the defense honest. I really do think it's a game-by-game thing for him, and it's also a feel thing, J.D. i I got to believe the shoulders may be bothering him a little bit, uh, but if he, if he can't make threes, if he's going games without making threes, uh, then I do think the Warriors, uh, the Warriors offensively really suffer because you don't have to guard him. You can just guard him in the paint and just have that defender 
uh, defender slough off. So he's got to figure that out. I think he will. He's done it in the past. It's it's just a matter of he's got to start making some of them. Yeah, I, I just it, it's just finding that balance of when to shoot it though and feel comfortable shooting it. That's what it comes down to for me because I just think there's too many times where he either wants to shoot it and doesn't, or or just or just he, he can't figure it out. Like you can almost see him processing right. the the fact because he's such a smart player that he's thinking, well, I'm. The offense and the team as a whole is going to be better off if Clay Thompson or Stephen Curry or, or Kevin Durant wind up taking that shot. Well, and the interesting thing, too, I, I find is you, you don't want to be a player who says, I'm going to shoot it when I get it this time. But for Draymond, if if he's come up the floor two or three possessions and his guy's not guarding him, I do think it's all right for him to say at that point, if I get this, I am shooting it. Because at least at that point, he can he can create a rhythm for himself. When I don't like him shooting it is when he catches, looks, looks, and then is like, wow, I'm wide open. That's a tougher shot uh, than, than when he gets it kind of off the pass and he's decided that he's going to take that shot. So I, I do think it's a tough – it's not tough, but I do think it sometimes can be a challenge for Draymond Green uh, to figure out – when exactly to shoot it, uh, and when not to shoot it. I'll tell you who knows when to shoot it, Donovan Mitchell. Every stinking time he got the ball. You know, J.D. What a green light he's got. I mean, if you, I mean, this is that old thing. If you were to tell me that Donovan Mitchell is going to go 5 for 26 and commit six turnovers, I don't think the Jazz can win the ball game. He was awful. And not only was he awful, he was awful at important times. I mean, he took some terrible shots right at the wrong time. Uh, some of that is Clay Thompson, not all of it, but uh, you know t- the, t- the player that we haven't really mentioned tonight who was key was Jay Crowder. I mean, I, I knew he was making threes; he had 18 points. I didn't realize he had 11 rebounds. So he was uh, he was mixing it up in 32 minutes. And well, he's been effective against the Warriors in the past, really, with Boston and even Dallas before that. And certainly Utah, the last couple of times he's played against the Warriors, the only the only place he didn't really hurt the Warriors was when he played with the Cavs there, I think, one game. <laughs> no, that's right. He didn't. <laughs> but but don't you think it's funny? Corver didn't really hurt the Warriors with the Cavaliers either. No doubt. I mean, he was a – now, maybe it's because those games were so big, it's a little bit different. But Corver was a liability in the finals against the Warriors when he was with the Cavs, I thought. Hey, where are you on – where the Warriors have been these last couple of weeks in terms of in not having it really look like maybe we thought it was going to look or even how the Warriors believed that it was going to look, getting the four All-Stars back into the fold. Because, I mean, you just go through, what, since last Monday right? when they have the four All-Stars back, the Warriors are, what, four and two? Yes. yes. Four and two. Is that... But it's one of the. But I, I always Actually, look at the game. Three and two, right? Uh, well, well they, four and two. Yeah, three and two. They're three and two. Right. Yeah. And they could be two and three. Now they're not. Four and two if you count the Milwaukee game, but they didn't right. have everybody back. But that yeah, was the exactly. Game you I don't know. I guess I just expected that it was going to be uh, the same as it always was. You know what I mean? But you know, you, you start thinking. Here is the thing: you, you got to start thinking about. I am not saying it's going to be. They're going to get worse, but 
they're kind of having trouble adjusting right now because of the end. When Cousins comes back, then they're going to really have, I don't want to say issues, but then they got stuff to figure out. Now, that may be a good problem. Cousins is probably a good problem to have. I think it is a good problem to have. It may end up being a great problem to have because, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but let's say if the Warriors continue to play like this, they're going to need a spark. Yeah. And and he's going to be perfect. And that's kind of what I'm thinking, too, now, because, you know, the Warriors got off to the 10-1 the and one start, and I think that the thought process for the Warriors was, well, this is going to be different than last year. We're going to play harder. We're going to have more fun. We're going to enjoy it. And you know what? They got to 10-1, and one, and then Curry went down, right? And then Draymond Green was banged up on top of that. And then there was the, the Durant-Draymond Green drama, and that led to, what, 16 games where they didn't have Curry or they didn't have Draymond, they didn't have both. And, you know, Durant was kind of doing his thing, and he saved him in, in a few of those games. They wind up 8-8 eight and eight coming out of that. Mm-hmm. But I think what we've seen since they've come out of that stretch is it feels a little bit more like last year. Yeah, it does. It does. Almost as if they had to carry that 10-1 and one even farther meaning had to be healthier for longer to kind of keep that joy. Right. It's almost it's almost like the injuries and the drama, although I'll give the team the benefit of the doubt for being past it now, that zapped what they had hoped they were going to become for this right. season. Now it's almost, okay, well, the record's the record, 20 and 11. You got everybody back, but wait a minute, we're still four months away from the playoffs starting? We're still maybe two months away from, you know, or a month right. and a half, let's say, from Draymond or from, from Cousins, Cousins coming, back, coming yeah. back. Like, it's a long way to go. Uh, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Tonight's play of the game brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Curry low, working on Corver. Step back off the dribble three. Knocked down another one. Curry can feel it right now. He's tied the game at 35 and a timeout by Quinn Snyder. All right, there you have it. Remember, tune in tomorrow at 10.30 for Steiny and Guru. We'll ask for the play of the game, and you can win $100. Simply by calling in, being the lucky caller, and saying what tonight's play of the game was. All right, when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls, and we're going to hear from some Warriors. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz and John Dickinson with you for Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson, John Dickinson just laid a stat on me that Draymond Green's one for 16 from three-point range since the start of November. One for 16. And Kevin Durant was asked after the ball game tonight about Draymond Green shooting. 
We just wanted to shoot, you know, making them. Um, obviously, we love him to knock him down, but we just wanted to be aggressive to shoot, be aggressive to look for a shot a little bit more, not just threes, but, you know, his little floater that he shoots, a little uh, mid-range that he, he works on every day. So, you know, we know his game is passing the defense, but we need him to score. Kevin, when you guys in a slump like that, do you, have to, do you say anything, or do you just let him keep shooting his way out of it? Um, Draymond is not, uh, doesn't look at himself as a shooter, so when he gets into a slump, it's different from, you know, Clay or myself or Steph. You know what I mean? So it's just about encouraging him to keep doing what he's doing. I think, you know, the small stuff that he does is going to lead to him just being more confident and knocking that thing down. So it's a matter of time for him. I think we all trust and believe that uh, he's going to knock him in. There was Kevin Durant. And that sound was courtesy of uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic. So we thank him for that. And uh, Kevin Durant says that Draymond needs to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, I'm, you know, the other thing that Draymond has always been good at is that not necessarily that little floater, but getting into the lane, J.D., and finding the alley-oop uh, for, for a dunker, yeah. mostly JaVale McGee. We haven't seen much of that. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's hear from Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Just a, uh, a purpose about how we play. I mean, tonight... Early was I thought it was decent in the first half. We got a lot of open looks, so just missed some shots. Um, second half it did get a little stagnant, but we we saw an option, you know, with, with high pick and rolls and stuff like that, where me and Kay were able to create some shots or driving lanes and stuff like that. But uh, they they made some tough shots early, early in that fourth quarter and towards the middle. They created a little bit of separation, but we, we fought hard, and I liked our energy, effort on defensive end. We gave ourselves a, a chance to to uh, get over a hump down the stretch, but it just didn't happen. Great month. In such shootings, the teams are really starting to sag off. A lot of you just out here talking about how many of you start hitting. How much more do you guys need to punish him to punish defenders when they sag off? We all need to be threats out there on the floor, and usually when we make the right play, there's going to be somebody open. Um, and obviously it hasn't gone his way since he's been back and working his way into it, but we never lose confidence in him. I'm sure he never lose confidence in himself to make those type of plays. Uh, it's just got to click. And, um, you know, as, as much as uh, trying to, like, you know, egg him on, I'm over there celebrating, putting my hand up in the air when he's, you know, shooting that three, trying to, uh, just continue to have confidence because that's the right play, right shot. We got to continue to try to uh, to create those opportunities for ourselves. That was Stephen Curry. You know, I, wa- I think one thing JD that's probably a little unsettling for Warrior fans is that when they lose a game, but Steph Curry and maybe a player or coach is talking about, well, you know, we were playing hard and we were getting after it, and I like the way we executed and. Normally, when the Warriors do all those things, they win. Flat out, period. And it's one of those things where you always think that the Warriors control everything. Sure. Maybe they're controlling less and less these days. I think that's fair because I think there have been more games, it seems like, this season where that has been the talking point after. Right. That they like certain things about the way they play. You know, there's been less of we're not locked in. And, right, and we right. need to get locked in. And when we get locked in, then it's a wrap. Exactly. There's been more of 
locked in, playing hard. It's just been either execution or, at times, as crazy as it sounds, they haven't made the shots. Well, the the game that sticks out to me is the Toronto game. They lost at home by 20. Uh, I remember talking to you about it, and you said, you know, that's not a game where the Warriors just laid down. You know, you, I thought they were kind of ready to play. They just, they just, they got beat that night, and we're just not used to seeing the Warriors get beat on nights when they dot their eyes and cross their T's. Now, I'm not saying they they played a perfect game tonight. They didn't, but they normally win games where they have effort. And that's where I wonder how much because I I've made less of this than others have, but I wanted to get your take on it: the lack of three point attempts. Because if there is one thing that can sway a game, and we saw the Warriors do this for years, it's when you're making threes, that can essentially be the deodorant to cover up other things. And now, have we reached a point where the Warriors don't consistently shoot enough and other teams are finding that that sweet spot in terms of maybe the percentage isn't outstanding, but they're shooting enough to where there's just more nights where they're going to outmake the Warriors maybe from three on a night here or there, and that's the difference between a win and a loss. I, th- I think I think that's fair. I mean, I think, uh, I think by and large, forget about the percentages, but teams are making more threes. Now, maybe they're taking more threes, but I also think some of this might have something to do with uh, – I don't know if it's the Warriors' defense, but I, you know, a lot of teams are trying to make that extra pass uh, and, and try to find wide open shooters. And you know, you look at tonight, sixteen for forty-two. That you know, that's going to get you beat. Well, thirty-eight percent. You'll take that any day of the week from three-point range. And that's what Utah shot. When the tonight. Warriors' game was over, and we've got that half hour or so, where right. you know, in between, we're going to go on. We're throwing some topics around. We were also had the the Oklahoma City. Sacramento game on right. in here, and we were watching, and both of those teams were making plays and setting up shots to get a three. You know, there, there yeah. was Sacramento had a little stretch where they were down big, but they were making a run, and you said, geez, they look like the Warriors. Like yeah. They're taking threes, and they're making them, and they're getting up and down, and, and Oklahoma City's driving and kicking at, to, to open shooters, and it, it just it, it kind of hit me then. It's like, no, they, they have stretches like that, and more teams, I think, have stretches like that. Utah had stretches like that tonight. I think you're right. All right, the Golden State Warriors get beat tonight by the Utah Jazz, 108-103 in Utah. That's going to do it for the Warriors wrap-up show presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Remember, tune in tomorrow at 1030 for the play of the game and your chance to win $100.